on May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And we're a little sad. You may be a little sad as well, but sad but hopeful. Let's say that. Um, Arizona football did lose in triple overtime tonight to USC, 43-41. to I can actually hear my voice. Like I, I think I scream too much because I sound a little hoarse. But um, Arizona will not be playing USC again, so it was a little bit of a bummer. Though they did take him down to the mattresses. That was. But first, Shelby. Yes, yes, yes. But this first. podcast is sponsored by Homefield Apparel. Go to homefieldapparel.com and enter the code WildcatScoop23, all one word, all caps, for fifteen percent off your offer first order first order yes so, not forever yeah just the first order we're uh, we're going the non-question route because uh i don't really feel like typing your questions so. it's very late so we are doing this a little bit after the game ended because i needed to cheer myself up so i watched i don't know if you're a wrestling fan but there was a wrestling thing tonight too and jay uso and cody rhodes post fastlane press conference was really funny so if you get a chance and you want to cheer yourself up, you should listen to that. Um, I don't. What are you doing? I'm taking a picture of the dog because it's really cute, and I just played it back. This is how I cheer myself up. Okay, well, post it on Twitter for everybody. Okay, as we record the podcast live, this is the level of content we're giving you guys right now. Um, let's start with. Let's start with the bad. The bad. Was right. is it the refs? Or we're going to go in order. Okay, we're going to go, go in order. order. I'm just going to rant a little. Okay, go, Jason, go. All right, so we can start with the refs. Uh, the refs were awful, and it wasn't just for Arizona. It was like, USC, too. USC, like the, the touchdown that they had to end the third, he was very clearly in. And they're like, nope, we're going to run some plays. And it almost helped Arizona. It would have been funny. Um, the holding that they didn't call, and then they waited in the fourth quarter and called holding that USC probably got away with all games, so they were surprised. Um, I would have liked to see the Caleb Williams two-point conversion on the run reviewed because that looked a lot closer than I think the announcers let on. I don't think the refs cost Arizona the game. I won't go that far, but the faster Arizona gets out of this conference, and I'm sure USC feels... I mean, look, the ref twice... He, the one where he, he called the touchdown 
uh, in the back of the end zone. Yeah. When the guy just dropped the ball. Yeah. Like very clear. He's like, touchdown. Uh, wait, uh. And, and then, then he smiled, laughed as he changed his mind. Yeah, like they were just awful. So that's one. Number two, I thought the announcing was hideous. Um, but we knew that when the announcing crew was announced because it was like ESPN's E-team. Um, Brock Eisweller was basically... I mean, why would you Literally put... Literally fangirling. Why would you put a former ASU quarterback to neutrally announce... It was bullshit. Arizona football, like, basically, I mean, there was one play where, like, the ref clearly screwed up, and he's like, but the ref probably made a fantastic call. It's like, what? What are you talking about? Um, it, it was just, they didn't know, it was, but but I will say, I will credit that later on, as they kind of got into the game, they did criticize the refs, which is unusual for a broadcast. Uh, what else do I got? I'm ranting right now. Uh, I hate the overtime rules. I think it's stupid. I blame Jimbo Fisher, but uh, it's done. Like you play all the time and then you just go for two and that's your game. What? Why? Just play football. Was the whole point of playing the last four hours? Yeah. Someone made a funny joke on the board. They're like, yeah, in the fifth overtime, you just chug beer. And then whoever chugs it the fastest, you win the it's game. It's a beer pong game. Right. It's just dumb. It's taking, it's, it's not whatever. Um, Jed Fish. I don't criticize Fish a lot. I'm not big on criticizing coaches in general. For a few reasons. Number one, I like my job. And number two, uh, I'm, I have to be a lot more careful when I do it. Uh, I don't mind not going for two. I know that's the hot topic on the boards and elsewhere. Uh, I don't mind not going for two at the end of the first OT. You're getting the ball back. You're setting the pace. Whatever. Um, you probably assume, look, if we score and if Arizona gets the two-point conversion, uh, no one cares. Right? Right. So, I mean, if Arizona scores and gets the two-point conversion and to go in that, no, whatever, no one's talking about, oh, you should have gone for two. And then if Arizona fails going for two, whatever. It's, it, it, you know, at the end of the first OT, people are like, oh, I'll give you to trust your defense, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of a no-win situation. The only way you're winning is if you win. Um, with that being said, I thought the play call to end the game was probably Jed Fish's worst play call of the game. Uh, I don't like running a pitch play. I don't like Jonah Coleman at 22 carries for 143 yards. If you want to run, that's the guy that runs. He's earned it. And yeah, DJ averaged four and a half yards a carry, but Jonah Coleman earned that last carry. Your quarterback threw for five touchdowns. He's earned the right to throw for more. Right, like put the ball in his hands, throw it up to T Mac. That should probably be your play. Throw it to T Mac or hit that outside little thing that Cowing and T Mac did, where they, I mean, they ran it on consecutive plays and it worked. Did not like the play call at all. Uh, do not like the trick plays that never work. Uh, I think one, I know one worked tonight, but like in overtime, why are you doing the halfback pass or whatever it was with T Mac? Yeah. Just run, run your offense. It's very similar to basketball when you yell at a coach, like run your, run your stuff. Don't get cute. Run your stuff. And and USC got cute and almost lost the game because of it. So it wasn't just Jed Fish getting cute, like Lincoln Riley throwing. Why are you throwing? And then the the hard counts. Why are you going to the hard counts? And it it is. But like, look, you can also say if Arizona. Uh, you know, doesn't make those stops or whatever. If Arizona stops them on, on second and 19, uh, it, it doesn't matter, right? 
And so Michael Luke's calling me, but I just hung up on him. Let's see how many uh, times it takes for him to whatever. But, um, you know, if, if you could basically say, look, if you stop him on third and 19 or whatever it is, you stop him on third down, it doesn't matter. If Arizona makes multiple, I mean, fourth down penalty, third down penalty, um, the only one I didn't like was like the tie tie ukulele late hit was stupid. Um, but yeah, I mean, like there's just, there's, there's multiple opportunities that Arizona had and made mistakes, but you know, tonight felt like a night. And I think it's why it's so frustrating is because Arizona again was three touchdown underdogs. And this was a game that they very clearly, like when I watched the Washington game, I said to myself, Washington's better than Arizona. Arizona's kind of the game plan's great. It's allowing you to stay close. But Washington is better than Arizona. I'm not sure I watched the game against USC and said to myself, man, USC is just clearly better than Arizona. No, they were not. And on paper, they were not really either. It's just frustrating. They always seem to get uh, that little LA magic call. Things go their way. You know how I feel about USC. <laughs> Everyone not. knows how I feel about USC after my tweets tonight. I think I always tell the story when Arizona plays USC, but I always laugh and I always think back to when I was a student. And uh, I think it was a freshman, actually. And I was like, Dad, come out for the USC football game. He's like, sure, why not? So we lived in LA, so he's on a plane that was basically filled with USC families. And I didn't have a car at the... Well, I did have a car, but I, I it was his first time in the Tucson airport. So I got in my car and I wait for him. At the, you know, where you go down the escalator and everybody on the plane. Right, it comes down. And here I am wearing my FUSC shirt. And everyone is just giving me dirty looks. My dad walks by me. and like, doesn't even know like you? He doesn't even know me. Nice. Because he was like, let's go. And I was like, no, man, they need to know. But I just don't like entitlement and USC fans and players. And apparently the Pac-12 refs who were paid off. Um, just, there's just this entitlement that they always have. Again, like, it really pisses me off. I don't think Arizona lost because of the refs. No, I but know. But there were absolutely people, like my guy, Michael Lev, who never complains about refs ever. He does ever, not. Would treat it, tweet it like, I'm not saying it's fixed, but I'm not saying it's not fi-. I mean, it was just stupid at some point. And, yeah. So, those, I mean. Those are the major that's bad. That's the bad. The good. There was a lot of good. Oh, a lot of good. Going back to the bad, are we good? Are we good? Yeah, no, we're it's just yeah. I don't know. Okay. We're just vibing. Yeet. No, baby. Yeet, yeet. I'm gonna bring <laughs> um, Arizona's defense. Defense held USC to uh, 28 points before overtime. Yeah. It was 28-28. I'm laughing. Yeah, why are you laughing, Jason? You said that Arizona would win. 35. 35 to 28. To 28. And I told you that there was no way in hell yep. that Arizona was holding USC's mm-hmm. offense. You did say that. Which averaged 53 points. Let me repeat that. 53 points a game. USC didn't hit their average mm-hmm. with three overtimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so one more time. Rewind the clock here. So... Even a I broken was clock more is right. right than you. Are you going to say even a, a clock is right twice a day? Something like that. That's really what it is. A broken <laughs> clock is right twice a day. Once a day? I don't know. A broken cl- clock is right twice a day. Yes. So anyway, 
Arizona did not win. However, my prediction was yeah. very, very close. Um, Caleb Williams looked human. I looked it up. The, in the last two years, he's only had three games with a worse completion percentage. Um, so this was a, I think Oregon State, when they lost, was the performance. He's 14 of 25 for a touchdown. He finished with three rushing touchdowns, but that's because of OT or whatever. The stats are weird. Uh, 41 yards rushing. He looked human. Uh, Brendan Rice was averaging like two touchdowns a game. He had 96 yards, but didn't score. Uh, you know, Taj Washington at 61 yards. It, Mario Williams had 20. Like they, Marshawn Lloyd, who I think is awesome, had 15 carries for 86 yards. Uh, I don't think USC gave him the ball enough. He's awesome. He's a monster. Um, but USC's offense looked human. And Arizona's defense had a surprising plan. And Lincoln Riley basically coming out of the half. Uh, Lincoln Riley told ESPN, basically, Johnny Nansen is coaching the shit out of me because he said that they were seeing coverages and looks that had not shown up on tape. Arizona is a predominantly zone team. Against Washington, I'm pretty sure every play was zone. Keep them in front of you, whatever. Arizona played man, uh, which was a bit surprising and basically said, we're going to be physical with USC's receivers and Caleb Williams, and we don't think that USC's receivers can handle it. And for the most part, they couldn't. There was a lot of hitting at the line. One of the reasons why you saw P.I. Uh, a few times was just the overall physicality of it. Yeah, Prysock and, was it Rice? Uh, Takario. Yeah, Prysock and Rice were going at they it. Were, they were at it all night long. That was awesome. Um, but oh, Wait, hold on. Uh, let's do a check. How did Dorian Singer do this evening? Yeah, I was going to get to that later. Oh, but okay. Dorian Singer finished with no receptions. Uh, and Keon Bars had one tackle. And Christian Olin Wallace, I'll see his grade on PFF. But I'm sh- pretty sure uh, T-Mac owns his, just owns him now. Owns his soul. Yeah. Um, but the defensive game plan was more aggressive. I mean, you, you take a look at the defensive numbers overall. Arizona had three sacks. Which is, and they were in the, all in the first half. That is more than Caleb Williams had been sacked the whole season. So that's the second week in a row that Arizona has sacked a QB more than they had all season going into that game. Um, seven tackles for loss. Arizona's still looking for the first interception. I didn't expect it to, to come today. Forced the fumble. Um, you know, I thought Stukes was pretty good overall. Russell Davis played the best game of his career with two and a half sacks for loss and, a, and one and a half sacks. Um, even Gunner, he wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. Jacob Monty was fine. The defense was fine. Like, it, it's hard to complain. Um, you know, the only penalty I thought where I, I said, man, that's stupid, was uh, was Flo's. There was uh, just no, on the on the hidden Caleb Williams. Uh, but that's Flo, man. That's just, you get. Do you get... see that when he came off the field when his helmet. Yeah, everyone was, like, tweeting and he posting was, about like, it. He's a maniac. hyped up. Yeah. That was his attack mode. Yeah, I love him. That, but that's what you get. You just have to assume. Undisciplined. You have to assume that for every good play Flo makes, you... Uh, you might get a penalty. You might get a couple of uh, other ones. Um, you Quarterback know. might be unconscious. Do what you do. But, yeah, I mean... The good, right? Like, the defense to me was, was the best part of the game. Yeah. I, I really think so. This is the first time I've seen Arizona... Uh, play USC where physically they were matched to the point where even Arizona was bigger than USC. 
And that was encouraging. We talked about the size, you know, Arizona improved in recruiting, just like getting fully grown guys that really didn't need a ton of work over the summer. They just kind of came in fully hatched. Um, so that that was encouraging because at USC, our, our bullies, especially in the trenches, they used to throw Arizona around because we were so tiny in the past. And that didn't happen today, which was refreshing. And um, God, I wish we would have won. Just punch him in the nose. <sighs> anyway, but it was good. That's good. So, yay. Um, Jonah Coleman, obviously, was a monster. Jacob Cowing, I thought he was done for the year. The way that <laughs> yeah, when he came off the field, it was, <laughs> it was like, like oh, there goes Jacob Cowing, comes in and because of the OT and all that finishes with four touchdowns, ten catches, four touchdowns. That's a pretty good rate, you know ratio. If you score touchdowns on uh, almost half your catches, you're going to be pretty good. Uh, T Mac. You know, it's funny, Michael, Luke, and I said that T-Mac was one of the top five receivers in the country. And he said, when do you think people will start noticing it? And I said, Saturday. I said, he's going to destroy USC. Um, Six catches for 138 yards. Now, the second half, they bracketed him quite a bit. He actually was targeted 12 times. That's not a good ratio, six catches on 12 targets. But Noah did what he did in high school, which was a few times like the play late in the game where he just chucked it 40 yards to T-Mac. Um, you got to make better decisions. Like T-Mac yeah. wasn't catching that ball. But in high school, it was like, I'm going to throw the ball up and you're probably going to catch it. And in high school, he would have caught yeah, it. Yeah, but in double coverage, right? Double do that. that was, he was lucky. But, um, you know, going back to the bad, because um, I'm looking at the stats now, Arizona has to find a third wide receiver. It just has to. Montana Lamonius Craig is just not that guy. I know he had two catches. For 12 yards, but um, you know, I, I during the bye week because it's hard to do during a regular week. I'd like to see Arizona take another closer look at um, Malachi Riley or someone like that, just because it's really hard. You know, when Cowing went out of the game, you're down to basically one capable receiver, and Arizona's, that starts limiting your play calling. Arizona's offense just died when Cowing, you know, was out of the game. Um, Noah, you know. Noah. <laughs> Noah. It's tough because as we sit here, and this is probably for another podcast that's probably going to come on Monday, uh, I would be surprised if Noah starts against Washington State. Yeah, because Jaden's all better. Which is kind of crazy to say when you look at his numbers. Um, but my guess is that you're going to see basically the way it's going to be explained is that Jaden, look, Hunter Eccles' da- uh, dad, tweeted at me the same thing. He said that he would actually go with Jaden over Noah. Um, And the reason he said it is because there's more deep play threat. That at the end of the day, when you need a 40 or a 50 yard pass, Jaden is that guy. And even though he's more of a gunslinger, like Arizona's average completion was 12 yards, which is okay. Last game against Washington, I believe it was less. Um, You know, are you gonna get some more mistakes? Probably. Um, you know, Noah was outstanding. His pick was terrible. Mm. Um, his pick against Washington. Yeah, but it wasn't four. Right. And so, look, if it was me, I would start Noah. I, I just would. I think he's earned it. You know, I think you're building for the future, too, at this point. I would start Noah. I'm just saying that I would be very surprised. Now, I wouldn't. I probably, and I love Spears, so um, this isn't a shot. Hopefully no one takes it that way. But I don't know if that was the time and the place to ask you know, yeah, it was a little. Um, that was a little green. He could, you know, for all we know, Jed could go home 
watch the tape and go, shit, Noah played really well. Jaden, you know, we don't know. Um, I don't like the idea of Jaden coming back against Washington State either. I think that's just a horrible scenario. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I think that at the very least, you feel better knowing that Noah Fafita is your starting quarterback for the future. No matter what happens this season, let's say even if he doesn't start again, which I hope is not the case, you know that Noah next year is your starting quarterback. Jaden will not be here next year. I'd be very surprised. And if he does back, you know, you, you'd assume it costs them Noah Fafita. I don't think Arizona gets in that type of situation. I don't think Jaden has that type of upside where you make that decision. But for Noah Fafita to start the first two games in his career against two top 10 teams and play like he has... You know, it wasn't perfect. Again, there are mistakes, um, but uh, he deserves a ton of credit. And I think the thing that is most impressive with him is just the overall, he doesn't flinch. Like, he never looks rattled. Like, his interception was bad. The The offense stalled a bit, and he came in like nothing had happened. And that is super That's a important. hard quality. And it's the find. opposite of what Jaden does, which is once he gets rattled, that ball's going all over the place. So, usually in the other team's hands. Yeah, so I'm just saying I'm warning people. I could be wrong. Maybe Judd surprises me after watching film and all that, but um, I would assume that Jaden starts. Now, also on the bad, uh, Jed Fish admitted after. Now, I didn't know the rule either, but Jed Fish is the head coach. I'm not. But he admitted after he did not know the overtime rule, that you had to go for two in the second overtime. I can't believe he did. He admitted it. That's impressive in a way, but he admitted he didn't know the rule, which is why they took the timeout and uh, and all that. But actually, this is the second time this season he didn't know something that he should have as the head coach, because the first game he didn't know he had a player that wasn't eligible. Yeah. The first well half. Yeah. You knew that. I know everything, Shelby. Um, I think yeah. It just like this game. I don't get someone goes, man, sure, you're handling it pretty well. Like Jason was pretty upset, guys. Uh I uh I'm different I think I've changed a little bit in how I handle losses because again, Arizona was a three touchdown underdog. But I will say that as a fan, this loss would piss me off more than the Washington loss because I felt that this game was right there for the taking. Yeah. A couple less penalties, a couple more stops, a couple here and there. And Arizona goes on the road and, and beats USC. Somebody were getting a, a field goal that they normally probably wouldn't have gotten. Yeah, I mean, anyway, and, and that's that another that's another decision. Yeah, like look, like Shell, you're like there almost wasn't an overtime. Remember that? Oh yeah, that was a fluke. That was my willpower using the force. Like we're complaining to about to make sure that that kick didn't happen. Like we're complaining about overtime and all that, but. Uh, at the end of the day, it almost didn't go into overtime because the USC kicker missed the ball and kicked the ground. I don't know what the hell he was doing. I think he literally had his brain shut off in the middle of the game. Well, I like what EDSB or whatever he said. He tweeted, uh, did all everybody on USC have a stroke at once? Yeah. That's what it, it looked super weird. But, yeah, I mean. It's just frustrating because, again, here we are a week later where, you know, this is Arizona. This is Arizona. What could have, should have, whatever. It's like the cusp of the getting on the other side of the page. And it's hard because we're playing two top 10 teams. And so to get over the cusp, we're like literally crawling up the mountain and clawing for every inch and every gain. And then you just keep falling backwards. And that's what's frustrating. 
And I know that there are some imminently winnable games coming up here in the schedule. We're starting to get past some of these harder games, but it's just frustrating, you know, to constantly be an Arizona fan, <laughs> like if Arizona football fan. You know, basketball has its own fun ups and downs and cardiac issues and everything, but yeah, there were good, I mean, good things. Obviously, I always like to give props to special teams as far as like, you know, Tyler Loop, yay, you did your job and try to get that field goal. That was a really long field goal. It didn't go, but um, I just, we're trying to be more upbeat here. <laughs> like, I'm trying to be more upbeat here. Oh, man. That's it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Go to wildcatauthority.com for all the coverage. I have an instant analysis piece there. We'll talk more about this game eventually. But it's best time. No, it's one o'clock. Yeah, it's late. Bear down, everybody. Bear down. Should we do a post? I don't know. I don't think there's anything else to talk about. There's not. I hate everyone. <laughs>